Welcome to the Happy Whole You Podcast. I'm Anna Marie Frank, your brain health and wellness expert. Here we talk about all things wellness with a focus on how your brain functions. So the daily impact of our physical, nutritional, financial, even spiritual lives, how they impact our brain, including how we navigate all of our relationships on a daily basis, all have a major impact on how our brain functions. So get ready to rewire your biology and your brain because we have a lot of great information ahead. Welcome back, you guys. All right, today I have Carolina, who is the author of Euphoric. Euphoric is an amazing book for Really, it's designed for the casual drinker, and we're going to talk about alcohol today. And her book is called Euphoric, Ditch Alcohol and Gain a Happier, More Confident You. So I'm excited to share her with you today. And just a reminder, please share this podcast and other episodes with friends and family. And if you could like and subscribe to our podcast, it is very helpful. And I truly appreciate you sharing the work that we do at Happy Whole You. All right, let's dive in. All right, Carolina, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. (laughs) Well, I'm excited to have you because we have not really talked about alcohol on the podcast. And although when I see clients, I see many clients that have challenges with alcohol. And, you know, I haven't met a person where alcohol actually serves a great purpose in their life. So, but nevertheless, it is something that I think many of us can relate to on some level, good, bad, and different. And you provide people with support to be alcohol free. And you have an amazing book, Euphoric, which is Ditch Alcohol and Gain More Happy, Gain a More Happy, Confident You. So, Welcome. And yeah, if we could just jump right in and just share with the listeners who you are, a little bit about your background, because I think your story is very interesting. Yeah, thank you so much. And I love what you say, because like, we've for so long, really only talk about alcohol very maybe lightheartedly, like, let's go have some drinks, let's go to happy hour. Or we talk about it very seriously, you know, someone hit rock bottom, and they had to go to AA and rehab and all this serious stuff. And then there's this huge gap that's completely missing for everyone else to talk about their own relationships with alcohol in a really aware minded, critical, analytical way. And I really found myself in that middle. You know, I drank way too much in college, grad school. I was just partying. I had no boundaries around alcohol, but by the time I'm in my like mid to late twenties, I consider myself a very healthy and mindful person. So Monday through Thursday, I'm living this really healthy lifestyle. You know, I'm meditating drinking green juice. I'm going to yoga classes. And then every single weekend alcohol comes in and basically feels like it bulldozes all that healthy progress I made during the week. I wake up every Monday morning feeling literally out of it, you know, physically unwell, but also like this dark clouds hanging over me. Like, you know, all the progress I made, I'm feeling ashamed. I'm feeling let down. I'm like, Oh, I'm back here again. And, you know, I, I start getting my healthy routine back and I start to slowly feel better. And then it's Wednesday, it's Thursday and it's Friday again. And it's time to drink. Right. I live this cycle literally (laughs) for years and it drives me nuts. Like every Monday, there's a clear voice that's telling me, Carolina, you're made for so much more than this. But at the same time, I look around, everyone else is doing the same thing. Literally everyone, you know, and I'm like, am I drinking differently? Am I drinking more than other people? So, okay. Then I try to maybe drink less and I have all these rules in place. I have these rules, you know, like 
no more than two drinks at this occasion, definitely no IPAs. Those give me headaches, you know, just like all these different, uh, almost like shenanigans I'm going in my head of should I, should I not? You know, I remember sometimes being invited for drinks with friends on like a Thursday. I'm like, oh, but I got this presentation tomorrow. But if I go and I don't drink, what will, you know, it was just this like constant chatter in my head. And I wanted to change so badly, but I really only saw like one example of changing. It was this like sad, you know, oh, I can't drink anymore. I overdid it. And now I have, you know, this just horrible condition. I just did not one relate to that. And two, you know, that seemed worse than doing, going through what I was going through. But what really changed my worldview was when I just heard of dry January. I'd wanted to take a break for so long from alcohol, but it just seemed like there was always that dinner party, always that wedding, always that vacation on the calendar. And dry January, first of all, it gave me the excuse. It was like, I can take a break and I don't need to explain myself to people. And also the way that dry January was positioned to me, I was like, oh, like lots of people are doing this. It's not a big deal. It doesn't mean anything bad about me. And so that had dry January literally changed my life. I slowly but surely started to love how I felt alcohol-free, super deep sleep, just more energy in the morning. And honestly, it's just this pride I felt every day. Like, wow, you know, like my Achilles heel isn't here anymore. I'm just showing up. I'm just like, I'm just living fully present. I start trying to explore new hobbies. I start having just more, you know, belly laughs with my husband, just like really wholesome. And February comes along and I really, even though I don't want to start drinking again, I really don't think I have a choice. I'm basically like, well, normal adults drink. Therefore, if I want to be normal, I'm going to have to drink. And so it was that first social occasion in February that got me drinking again. And it wasn't even that much necessarily. And it sucked. Like a few drinks would ruin my sleep. I felt super fuzzy the next day. I even noticed that my mood in January was really good. I was feeling really positive. I was really um, kind of feeling connected with nature, feeling a sense of wonder, appreciation. And after a few drinks, all of a sudden my mood, like I got cranky and frustrated and exhausted and impatient. And I even started picking little fights with my husband. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is not what I thought it was. So I decided to take a break at that point. And that break carries me to four years later where I am today. And basically like every day and month, you know, from that break has gotten better and better and better in my life. Not only did my health radically improve, just, I feel so much better. I'm so much fitter than I've ever been. My mental state has improved so much. Like I just feel more joy every single day and I love myself more and I take care of myself more on a more holistic basis. But it's also given me this like new sense of possibility about what's possible for my life. And that one break literally catalyzed me to like quit my job, start a business, write a book, launch a podcast, do all these things that were before these like pipe dreams that I literally made happen. So that's kind of my story in a nutshell and just why I'm mm-hmm. so passionate about this, this message of, of just looking at your relationship with alcohol. It doesn't even have to mean like quitting forever. Just like, let's start by looking and seeing yeah. what we find. Yeah. I mean, cause alcohol is a lower vibrational substance, so it will bring your vibration down. And as you stated, once you stopped the alcohol, essentially your vibration rate rose so much that you left a job, you know, you've found more fulfillment with writing your book and doing all these things, which is so powerful. And a couple of things that you shared, well, pretty much everything you shared, I can relate to (laughs) the drinking in college, the going Monday through Thursday and just like kicking butt and being good and being healthy. And then on the weekends, just like bulldozing yourself over and not having boundaries around alcohol. So I can relate to that on so many levels, but 
What's really interesting is the fact that we have to have an excuse or we feel the need to have an excuse, whether it be quitting alcohol, whether it be eating healthy, right? Whether it be going to the gym on a regular basis. It's like when we make healthy choices, it's almost like the when you're making the healthy choices, you have to explain yourself to everybody because being healthy is not normal, right? Which is crazy. And it's so backwards. And then the other thing you said about essentially about comparing yourself to others, because I get men and women that come in and they see me all the time and they are really functioning alcoholics, right? Like they're drinking, oh, well, I just have a bottle of wine with my spouse every night, or I only drink like two glasses of wine at night. And we all know we don't just pour one glass. I mean, (laughs) let's be honest, you guys. (laughs) So it's really interesting though, because they're like, well, I do all these things and I'm functioning, but you know, it's like, well, can we take this away? And we don't have to make an excuse other than it's not healthy. Right. So, um, oh my gosh, I love everything you said so much to unpack there. So in this last four years, you have written this book, you coach people and you support them what would you say to somebody who's listening? Who's like, well, and they make up all these excuses in their head. You know, they only drink a few days a week. They're only having a few bottles of wine here and there. They're all the things like what is possible when we take alcohol out of our life and out of our body? Such a good question. And I love how you bring up all these other points of like, really, I think alcohol is one of the worst ones of like, you really need an excuse to change, you know? And I I think a lot of times we get stuck into this question of like, well, is it a problem? Okay. Well, is it a problem compared to what? Like, are you sitting on a park bench with a brown paper bag? No. Okay. You're fine. Right. Like, like there's always going to be a worse comparison. And the thing too, is that like, we've literally been normalized to drink like this, you know, like the alcohol industry actually wouldn't make any money if we all drank uh, under the health guidelines. Like this is literally how it's been pushed on us in movies and TV shows. It's the accepted norm everywhere you go. You don't just go to a dinner party and everyone gets one glass and they're like, okay, we're all done. That's the alcohol portion of the evening, (laughs) right? Like (laughs) this is how our culture functions. So I just want to say like, no one should ever feel any shame shame or blame, like because of a drinking habit, it's like, it's, it's almost impossible to escape having one, you know, in these days and just look how much glamorization and glorification it gets. And just this normalized idea that alcohol is there for you when you need to relax or de-stress, or you just need a break from your kids, or you need to feel like you're more exciting or social or have fun. It's, there's so many messages in our society that it's some kind of a solution. But I think, you know, instead of asking yourself, is it a problem, which is really a hard answer, a hard question to answer. I would ask myself, is this making me happy? Like, is this really adding to my happiness? And the thing with alcohol is that it has this ability to give you this immediate gratification, right? It is a drug like any other drug. It affects the pleasure center in your brain. So you're going to feel a buzz for 20 minutes. That feels good, right? But then it crashes and it crashes and you start, you end up in a lower place than you were before you had that drink. And the repeated exposure to alcohol also makes it so that your baseline happiness like literally the neurotransmitters of dopamine, serotonin, GABA, they all go down in the brain. So you actually have a lower baseline of happiness. Alcohol also, because it is such a depressant and does release this high spike of dopamine, we have this counteractive process in our body to combat that. So our own body releases stress hormones in response to alcohol, especially dynorphin, which is like an opioid that's the opposite of endorphins, right? It like literally puts you down, makes you feel low. So that being said, 
Someone who's regularly exposing themselves to alcohol has this lower level of happiness and baseline stress. And then they get these high spikes of, of, of uh, artificial buzz when they drink, right? And when you remove alcohol, your neurochemical balance in your brain can actually rebalance. And so your natural state starts to go up. And I think that's what a lot of people don't know about and understand is it's not this like deprivation land, like so boring, I can't drink. You feel happy, like you have your own buzz, like, and you know, you being into so much of the wellness and natural kind of healing methods, like there's a way that we can induce our own buzzes. Like we can induce our own neurochemicals to feel incredible yes. and they're natural and they're healthy. <laughs> totally. Right. And so like, that's the cool thing. And so my book really kind of starts off with this reader, really kind of giving them a, 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 a game plan of like, look, here's all the benefits you're going to get. I'm not talking about scare tactics around alcohol or all these, like why it's wrong or bad. It's just like, if you removed it just for two months from your life, you're going to see this happen. You're going to see this, you know, your sleep's going to improve. Your energy's going to go up your motivation, your happiness levels, your skin will get better. You might lose weight. Just incredible things happen that I think most people don't, don't see it that way. And then you get to kind of evaluate after taking a break too, you know, you don't, you're not locked in for forever. Right. I think that's actually the worst. Like that's very scary for a human brain to say that word, but you can kind of evaluate do I like it better with alcohol or without alcohol? And I think a lot of the reasons why we like to drink actually start, they kind of fall through. The reasons start to become like, not so true. Like if I think it makes me more social, but really I embarrass myself. So how is that kind of true? And then I find that inner strength to like have the confidence on my own. I've just kind of like turned around my belief system around alcohol and what it does and figured out that it's not helping me relax or sleep or all these things. And so that kind of just chips away at the desire of it as well. Yeah. So it's really interesting because when we are doing things that from a soul level, we know are not the highest and best for us, we make up all these excuses of why we need to do them and why we should do them. Right. Like, (laughs) oh, it gives me more confidence. Oh, well, you know, I have to like, I have three kids and I just got to get through the day and all of the things like we totally make up all these excuses when really doing the things that would feed us and you know, raise our vibration are the things that we need to do. But, you know, as a society, we're definitely not being fed that information to do that. Right. Because look at how powerful we become when we get clear in our thinking. And when we raise our vibration, like, look at you, you created a business and a book versus going and working for somebody else. When you got clear and took the alcohol away and you're like doing it right. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> what not, I'm not into that. I'm not an anomaly. Like most of my clients have the same exact story. It's like remove yeah. one little thing that doesn't serve you. And what totally. I think really happens is, I mean, there's so much confluence and compounding of like just beautiful benefits, creativity, intuition, just right. Yes. But you also create this space in your life, this beautiful space, and you're gonna have to find a new sense of passion and purpose. And people are hungry for fulfillment, for purpose, for meaning. A, a artificial buzz in a glass just doesn't do it anymore. Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, for many years I drank and I was depressed and it only made my depression worse. And then, um, you know, I would try to get, I would, I would try not to drink. And then I went to the doctor to get put on medication for my depression, which, (laughs) you know, and that made me worse. And so then I went back to drinking. And so it was like this, this constant thing where we people, some people use food, some people use alcohol, some people use drugs, some people use all of it. Some people use shopping, right? We're constantly 
when we're not ultimately living, I think our true life purpose, we're constantly looking outside of ourselves for what can change us, right? Like chemically in our brains, like we naturally do that. And we forget that our brain is the strongest pharmacy on planet earth. And we can literally do all this on our own and we don't need all that junk. (laughs) But I feel like, I don't know, you probably feel the same way. It's like, I had to go through that hot mess that I was to get to where I'm at now to be able to help the people and do what I do now, you know? Oh, of course. Absolutely. And I think it's such a beautiful thing that, you know, we all go through these challenges so that we can then turn around and help the person behind us. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like what, what you're saying, it just rings so true to me because ultimately, like, I know I'm drinking out of, okay, it's a habit. Habit loops are really strong. It's societally conditioned, literally like we are taught to drink as teenagers, basically. Right. Like there's all these reasons why we have drinking habits that aren't really like anything to do with yourself or blaming anything, you know, around you. But I think my personal, like the, what, why it was so relevant for me was ultimately boredom. It was ultimately unfulfillment, right? It was like Monday through Friday, couldn't go fast enough so I could get to the weekend and finally be able to drink. And I really, at that point, wasn't looking like, well, why do I want to speed through Monday through Friday so much? Right. I was like in a dead end job. I wasn't, I always wanted to make an impact and write a book and just do all these things with my life. And I wasn't doing those things. Right. I mean, and it was so much easier to open a bottle of wine than write the next great American novel. So that's what I chose in the moment was always what was easy, but what was easy ultimately led to that deadening of my soul and, you know, just this huge lack of unfulfillment. And so I remove the alcohol, I get clarity around that and boom, my life changes incredibly when I find that own high chasing my dream. Right. Oh yeah. That's so amazing. I just, yeah, it's like anything, whether it be alcohol or whatever, it's like taking out the things that don't serve you and getting beyond the excuses of why you continue to let them stay in your life and you just stay stuck, right? Like the power is within us. Like we all have the choice. And so bravo to you for like, dude, just like saying, nope, no, thank you. And, you know, now you're helping other people. So can you share with the listeners um, about your book, where they can find you, um, you know, all the fun things? Of course. So my book, I think is just a really good guide. It doesn't matter. I don't think what your drinking level is. Like, I, I think it's so funny that we pit like, oh, well, that's a problem drinker versus a normal drinker when really the normal drinkers over drinking too, you know, it's like, there's, there's an alcohol issue in our society. Let's just say that. And let's all make sense of our relationship with alcohol. I think everyone has an alcohol story, you know, maybe like you don't think it's that big of a deal, but you're a parent and your children are nearing their teenage years. And you're like, what am I going to talk to them about? You know, like I drink myself. How are we going to have a conversation around this? I think it really behooves all of us to kind of make sense of the role of alcohol in our lives and, and really find our own strength like without the, the self-limiting beliefs that we need it, because it's not just removing the actual toxin, it's removing the emotional dependence as well. And when you find your own sense yeah. of fun and your own sense of adventure and your own sense of excitement and wonder and totally. all of just those things within, I mean, boom, like, right. Nobody could ever take that away from you. So the book really kind of walks the reader through all the benefits they'll see. And really from this empowering mind, body, soul kind of position, each, each part is actually laid according to those chapters. And then that last part of the book is actually an eight week guide. So someone can take their first or their second or their third break from alcohol, but instead of just like changing the habit and just not reaching for the glass, you're actually doing really deep mindset work to change how you see alcohol, you know, change the way you take care of yourself, really answer some of those deeper emotional needs that were being used. Um, alcohol was being used to solve 
and really discover what you want in this world, what you want, what you need, what you really want to do with your time here on this planet. Uh, towards the end, it really gets exploratory like that of like, you know, let's try new hobbies. Let's just find your passion. Let's find interests. Let's get engaged in different groups so that like there's no hole anymore, you know, if there ever was one. Um, and everyone can find it at www.euphoricbook.com. It's available all across the US, the UK, Australia. There's there's a few different book, version, book cover versions, uh, but you'll find it all at www.euphoricbook.com. And then if anyone's interested in working with me, um, I do offer one-on-one -on -one coaching with, I like to work with actually women who are already taking a break from alcohol. And now we're going to discover what that greater passion in their life is, you know, and really kind of help make sense of where their gifts are and, and how to find a new sense of fulfillment out of that as you're really affirming this new identity, you know, just like as a badass basically. So you could find that. And also I have a podcast as well. I do offer courses to, you know, take a, like a solid break from alcohol, like a really guided way and change your mindset around it and just lose your desire for it. All of that is at euphoricaf.com. Oh my gosh. So beautiful. And the biggest thing that I think is so special about you is like, this is through like totally the frequency of love and compassion and non-judgment. And I think that that's so important to, you know, have someone like yourself that people can go to. I know, especially as a mom and a woman and, you know, women I've worked with, I think one of the one barrier that shouldn't be there, but it is, is I've found that some women, they, they find that it's intimidating or they feel shame. Right. And so they don't ask for the help or just say, Hey, you know what? This alcohol thing is speaking to me. I've got, I'm drinking and I shouldn't be, or, you know, I probably, I feel like I'm drinking a little too much, like ladies and even men out there. Cause I have men, the same thing. They're like, oh, well, my buddies drink six bottle or six beers a night. And I only drink like three to four. And it's like, you know, and so that's that comparing thing. But I think it's so powerful to just like reach out, right? Like, because it's, it's like, you know, nobody's judging you except for yourself ultimately, right? And then set that aside and see what's possible and the help you can get. Absolutely. And, and I think like, there's just this uh, curiosity that can really apply to this, you know, like it doesn't have to be this black and white thing. Like I'm sober forever. You know, it took me a while to decide to, to be alcohol free. Like I had to feel all the benefits first and then be like, wow, why would I ever go back? You know, it wasn't like at first I was like, never again. Like, and I'm not, that's not how I position any of my programs or my, my material. It's really like, let's experiment. You know, like if, if you've been drinking pretty regularly ever since you're a teenager you know, you don't even know what you feel like as an adult without it. And it could be incredible. It could blow your mind. You could have more fun, right? You could have just incredible experiences and epiphanies, get to know yourself in a different way. And so that's why I really like the idea of a break from alcohol as the first stepping stone, because you can just, again, experiment with that version. And even if you're not ready for a break from alcohol, that's totally okay too. But I think if this topic is interesting to you, like that means your soul is speaking to you just lean into it, you know, just read a book, just listen to a podcast. There's like a whole world out there of people who are talking about sober curiosity and like reevaluating what nightlife could look like. There's mocktail bars, there's alcohol-free drink companies. There's so much going on in this space. Like just lean into it, just get interested in it. And I promise you will start to change the way you see alcohol because I'm sure right now there's this, there's a point where you might be the only one thinking about this, or at least you think you are, you're not. Studies show that upwards of 60% of all Americans actually want to drink less or not at all. 
and everyone overdrinks. Like the people who don't overdrink are the unicorns. Like the health guidelines are really low. They're actually much lower than what we think they are in our brains. Everyone basically overdrinks. So there's not really that much shame to have around it. That's how we were taught to drink. And, you know, it's literally just what is all around us. But just, I would say, lean into that curiosity, experiment a little, learn more. And, you know, honestly, at the end of the day too, it's not about alcohol. Like I could care less what people drink at the end of the day. It's really about, like you said, letting go of the thing that doesn't find hope that more people get to experience that, you know, without the fear, the judgment, the, what does this mean about me? Like for so long, we've, we've taken someone who wants to change and get healthier in this one area is a problem, right? Like it makes no sense, honestly. So I think we're just changing that paradigm and people have so many options today. Oh, so beautiful. I love it. And I love how you say alcohol free versus being sober. Cause I think like sometimes there's like this stigma around, Oh, I'm sober sobriety. And when you just say, Oh, I'm just, I'm alcohol free. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's the new hip way to say it, I guess. <laughs> Maybe I'm old. <laughs> no. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. It's a personal choice for anyone, but you know, that for me is, a, is a new kind of paradigm and new mentality. I think that word sober is being taken back as well, you know, but for so long for me, I know I saw the dark basements and, you know, the frustration and the like, oh, I can't drink. And to me, it's the total opposite. I don't have to drink anymore. And I'm ecstatic about it. So good. Well, Carolina, thank you so much for being on and truly appreciate you. And I will put all your information in the show notes so everybody can reach out who is wanting to chat with you. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure being on your show. Thanks for joining us today, you guys, on this Happy Whole You podcast. We are so stoked that you are listening. And if you have questions or want to reach out to us, you can always email us at info at happywholeyou.com. And you know where to find us at Happy Whole You on Facebook and at Happy Whole You on Instagram. So have a wonderful day. Have a great week. And we will see you soon.